What's going on, everybody? Drew, Pookie, Sandy, back at it again for episode eight of Splitting Uprights. And guys, I got to tell you, I went into the weekend thinking we wouldn't have much to talk about and that I would have to go across the pond to talk about Liverpool winning their first English title in 30 years. But then Sunday night, out of nowhere, an Adam Schefter bomb out. Boom! Drew, what the fuck happened on Sunday? Uh, Cameron Newton got signed. Not only just signed in the NFL, he was signed to Sandy's team, the New England Patriots. Baby, one-year deal, incentive-led deal, but it's he's still $7.5 million for the year. Like, Pookie, if we were odds about where Cam Newton was going to sign, if you and I had been making odds, he's, he's at the bottom of the – Patriots are at the bottom of the list. He, he just doesn't fit, like, what you expect from a Bill Belichick New England Patriot. He he has a huge personality, and there's not anything wrong with that. It's just the opposite of the direction you think Bill uh, Belichick would go. And, like, I don't know. It's it's crazy that he was willing to sign him because if you were thinking he was going to sign somewhere, you would have thought, okay, maybe he goes to Cleveland to give Baker Mayfield some competition. Maybe he goes to uh, the Jaguars who, who need some, a quarterback. There's a lot of teams that you could say he might have uh, had a chance to go to, but Bill Bill Belichick's Patriots were like the last one I would have thought for him to go there. I think there are 30 quarterbacks in the league that make more money than the Patriots are spending on the four to five quarterbacks on their roster right now, including Cam Newton. You want to you wanna know a crazy little stat here, Sandy? I saw yesterday. This better not be the stat I was going to bring up, but let's hear it. The stat was that Cam Newton and Jameis Winston combined is still less than what Chase Daniels being paid to be a backup quarterback for the Lions. The best position in pro football, besides being like the best punter or kicker, is the best backup quarterback. You make all that money, you got to be ready to go in. And what I mean, I wonder what his career earnings are. It's got to be. Because he, he's bounced around to multiple teams as a, as a valued backup, and he's made a lot of money. Well, Drew, it's, it's like what we talked about last time with Jamal Adams. You know, he's the best defensive player on that roster. He's the best player on the Jets roster. It's just the spot he's in at the moment. And, I mean, to be fair to Jameis Winston, he's a backup quarterback in New Orleans right now. Cam Newton isn't necessarily a backup quarterback. Um but Chase Daniel is, and to be making that much more money is – it is. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I got – here, I got the stat of the day, and then we're going to introduce Drew's new segment. Fellas, this is the stat of the day. Bill Belichick has coached over 360 games. I think it's 361. Probably should have looked that up before we started. I'm going to let you all guess. How many games do you think – under Bill Belichick, have the Patriots started a quarterback that was not drafted by the organization? 361 games. I would say I would say 
almost every game. No, no, I'm talking about where they have started a quarterback who was not drafted by the Patriots. Yeah, zero games. I think every game that started, it's been it's been like quarterback. and Matt Castle. No, they were drafted right by the Pats. Patriots. Jimmy no, Jimmy was Jimmy G was drafted by the Patriots. Jacoby Brissett was drafted. Yeah, it's zero. Maybe no. This this might be the first year. I mean, it probably it will most likely, but uh. We'll get into that. We're going to save that. I mean, that just out of nowhere on a Sunday night of all th- – and then an hour later, you know, we get the report uh, detailing the the penalties against the Patriots for the Bengals' uh, mishap. I don't know. If you want to call and it no, a no talking about it. Like, what? How, how are we not, like, in a fury for them doing that shit? Because it's not like they haven't been caught doing it before. They have. But they're still doing it? Come on, man. <laughs> like Bill Belichick, no fucks whatsoever. Chill out, it's the Bengals, bro. If you were on the side of a cliff, hanging off, and all you needed was one fuck to be given to you to get up off the cliff, and Bill Belichick was there and he had a pocket full of fucks, he wouldn't give it to you. That's straight out of the Chris Rock playbook. <laughs> He's right. I don't know. Drew... Let's let's move on real quick. You have a new segment you want to roll out today. What what are we doing here? Yes, I'm gonna play the noise. It's not gonna be a weekly thing like soccer talk, but whenever you hear this, if it loads, damn man, awkward. It's in the game. Whenever you hear EA Sports, it's in the game. That means it's time for some video game chat. Today, I've got two big things. First thing, Madden 21 came out with kind of more details on their face of the franchise. Last year, we got a face of the franchise where you basically were Cardell Jones of the of the 2015 Ohio State Buckeyes. You play two games, you become a first-round draft pick. This year, they're allowing you to go a little bit deeper. Back in NCAA 14, you were able to play a couple – you were able to play your whole high school season – and then you earned like a spark rating, and then you went to your college of choosing. Well, now you basically get to do kind of the same thing. I don't know how in-depth you're going to be able to play at the high school, but you're going to be able to choose a high school. You'll probably be able to play the state championship, maybe a couple games in the regular season. And then you get to go to college. Again, don't know how many games you're going to play at the college level, um, but then you're going to get drafted into the NFL, which is a pretty cool uh, thing to do because it allows you to have more of a backstory to this player instead of just – playing two games with him and moving on. Another cool thing they added was they you're now able to choose you're going to probably you're going to have to start out as a as a quarterback I think in high school, but then after high school and maybe college you get to choose if you want to be a running back or or turn to a receiver, which is again another cool outlet cuz last year a lot of the teams were getting dra- a lot of the players getting drafted were to the Dolphins, to the Broncos, quarterback needy teams. This allows you to go to you know, potentially like the Chargers who maybe need another running back or someone like that or a receiver allows you to kind of play different roles and allows you to have different avenues. So that's kind of Madden 21. Uh, Call of Duty War or Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare came out with a Warzone Season 4 update. Um, you, the GRU and the MP5 got nerfed. That's big because that's what everyone was using. Um, there's now snipers in the Gulag. Uh, there's a new contract out to where it's kind of like a fire cell if you get it. 
you have to go like 400 to 500 meters and um you you able to have everything's on sale and then the last thing is they added shoot the shit back baby everyone was pissed off that they took away shoot house and shipment they brought him back let's go baby drew drew yes yes you're a nerd Hey, I, hey, it's, you gotta stay in the community, man. You gotta stay in the community. I love, I love, I love life. Hey, if you, I watch Twitch like almost every day. Uh, you know, sub to Tim, Tim the Tatman, Nick Merks, love those guys. Um, you gotta stay connected, playing the games. So, um, but I mean, it, it's just something I enjoy. Like I said, these updates don't come out every week. So it's not something we're going to hear every week, but whenever there's a big update with Madden 21, uh, actually 2K just came out with their cover athlete, Damian Lillard, for the current gen, meaning they're going to have a different cover athlete um, whenever the next gen comes out, whenever the PS5 comes out, um, they're going to have a different cover athlete. But at least for the PS4 version, they're going to have Dame Lillard as their cover athlete. Two things. I think I saw where it's one of three covers. So there's, I'm guessing there's going to be two more covers at least well, they, one of them is going to be Kobe. So Yeah, well, they, they always have a Legends edition, and so they always have two covers. One's a Legends edition. One's a, one's the the mainstream one. Usually the Legends edition, you get extra. It's usually $100. Same with I, – I, I believe same with Madden. They have the same thing where they have two. two. I think they yeah. have the regular one and then the Legends. And then the Legends. It's just an extra one. And then, like, I, because they're doing the, the next gen with uh, the PS5 coming out, they did the same thing with the PS3. They had a certain player – on the PS3 version and then a different player in the PS4. So it'll be the kind of the same thing. You mentioned well, Twitch earlier. I got I to gotta mention this real quick. I saw last night where Reddit banned uh, – and listen, we're not – I'm not trying to get into politics today, but this is – I just thought, what? So Reddit banned a – what do you call it? Like a community? Is that what you call it on Reddit mm-hmm. or something? So Probably. it was related to Trump and like these conspiracy theories apparently that they purport – and then I saw where they said, and Twitch has said they will uh, ban Trump's Twitch account. I'm like, and, and I think I saw someone else on Twitter say, wait, my first thing is, who the fuck knew Trump had a Twitch account? Like, it wasn't him, but it was a Twitch account for the campaign. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's a streaming platform, so you can really stream anything. It's, it's mainly used for video games, but there's a section oh. called Just Chatting, where people will just literally do this and they'll talk to chat and, you know, people donate money and stuff like that. Um, you know, actually funny thing is, is Ezekiel Elliott, this is kind of, I guess, kind of news that was slid under the rug. He w- he streams, he streams with the Tim the Tap Man guy because he's a Cowboys fan. He left his stream on one time and he goes, man, I'm faded as fuck. And he goes, oh shit, my stream's still on. And like, I, I, he caught the video, I sent it to Gage. Uh, he, he got a laugh out of it. So yeah, it, it's a big community um there's a lot of things i mean coach doug's the guy the the part of my take guys they had 150,000 people viewing the national championship when he was with tennessee um you know it's a big thing it's twitch is really big now um and a lot of gamers use it i had no idea it was just for video games i I thought it was just for video games i didn't know you could stream anything that makes a lot more sense but even then just reading that hearing trump's twitch account i was just dude what world am i living in (laughs) What is it? Like an OnlyFans for dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, girl, but, girl, but girls play it too. There's this girl named Pokey, I think her name is. She's like Pokey. super big. Um, and like dudes love her. They'll send her money and stuff Physically like that. Or like popular. 
she's just popular, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, some of these girls, like girls, girls stream just as much as the guys do. You know, the guy, some guys are just bigger because, but it takes years and years and years to be good on stream. Um, you know, Tim, Tim's, Tim's been streaming for eight years and he averages like 30 to 40,000 viewers every day now when he streams. My, my, I feel like, okay, this is like more of a critique on society. I'm not like criticizing anyone who would do this, but I'm saying like, I feel like if you're a girl and you were like pretty attractive, you could easily get 50,000 creeps to watch you play video games every night, no matter how good you are, how bad you are, no matter what game you're playing. There are just that many creeps out there. It doesn't, it's not hard to find out when like you go on Paige Sprenick's Twitter account, the celebrity golfer. Well, I say celebrity. She's actually a pretty damn good golfer on her own merit. Uh, but just a lot of creeps, man. And they'll watch even, anything. Even the Tim guy, he literally turns on his stream. He'll have like 20,000 viewers in the first like 10 minutes and he'll get $500 like that. He's, and all he does is just sit there and talk for the first like 30 minutes to an hour before he starts playing video games. It's crazy that like people are just like don't, and they, they're all trying to be the top dono because you get a big shout out and you're on the screen like for the whole day, you know? And I mean, these donos are go to go from like 150 to anywhere to like $500. So, you know, there's actually, here's an interesting fact that esports in this day actually have more viewers and fans than actual like football or actual like sports in, in the real world are. So I think that that's kind of interesting how it's progressed as how we progressed uh, as a society for that to be like a fact of ma fact of the matter. So yeah, I so also have a, I have a friend, he, he like manages streamers and his whole platform was he's trying to find the baddest, baddest girls to put on there to get all the creeps to watch them. So it's like, it, it is a strategy being implemented in the community. Do not get me wrong. It is there. It's happening. Pookie, this is not for you, but for those of you who are listening to this and can't see this live, these are double fingers, double birds going up to the esports community. It is, I despise <laughs> the fact that they are considered athletes, that they consider themselves athletes. I don't want to hear shit about that. You can call yourself competitors. I'm okay with that. But don't for a damn second think you're worth anything in this world, okay? For, you play video games, and this is a critique for another time. Drew, you're different. You're a good friend. But to the lowly fucks out there that spend their time watching other people play video games, what the hell are we doing? How have we devolved into a society where we walk around watching other people play video games, all right? Grown-ass men do this for God's sake. And it's not like you have celebrities out there playing video games. You, you know, do, actually. Random-ass people who have built their popularity solely based on the fact that they can play with sticks, all right? Back in the day, if you were good at playing with sticks, that meant you got a porn contract. But now, all I have to do is go on Twitch and I can get 50,000 people watching me play League of Legends or whatever the hell they play. Um, sorry, guys. I got a little heated. Uh, I'm going to say that. That's, that's going to be its own episode, dude. I just – there is something about esports, man. I'll tell you what it goes back to real quick, though, is I remember one day they were talking about the most impressive champions from each sport. And esports and horse racing 
uh, were in there too. And you had a bunch of nerds on there talking about, well, it's not really fair. You can't, the horses aren't really athletes. You can't consider the, uh, them, uh, they shouldn't be in this competition. I'm like, bitch, you sit on your recliner and play video games and get fat, you fat fuck. Whereas uh, Secretary and all them out there going win the Triple Crown, that's infinitely more impressive than anything you'll ever do. And that's where it all started. Questions, quick question for you, Sandy. Would you consider esports or cheerleading? What's the what's more considered a sport in your opinion? Esports. We'll have to I'll, save that for its own episode. Sport cheerleading is not a fucking sport. It it's a um, it's a team. Listen, esports can be a team activity. Cheerleading can be a team activity. But esports does not. There's okay. I, I know I cannot wait to do this episode devoted solely to esports because we're going to get a bunch of hate. We're also going to get a bunch of views and listens, and that's great. But it's over. It's over with when we get into that episode. And we'll hell. We'll even argue cheerleading, Pookie. I'll I'll give you my argument off the show so we can discuss it. But hey, when we get into it, it's going to be hot and heavy. Save this for another time. I had no idea we were going to even go down this route. Let's let's get to our favorite segment, and I can't wait to hear Pookie's. And you guys know what time it is. It's best and worst of the weekend. Drew, we're going to start with you, as always, just because you're the most boring of us all. Not really. Not uh, uh, my best of the weekend. I found out uh, last week on Friday that I got into my uh, observation for school. Basically, that means for me – that if I do my observation in the fall, I do my student teaching in the spring, I'll be done with school, be able to become a, to- a coach and teacher, um, you know, next fall or well, the fall of 2021. Um, so super stoked. That's good news for me. My worst of the group, what subjects? Uh, I haven't decided I'm a kinese major. So that means I'll be able, I'll be certified to teach PE, uh, which will be dope. But that's going to be a hard, that's going to be a hard job to get. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning toward teaching math and science. Uh, those are my favorite subjects whenever I was in high school. So, uh, but my worst of the week, there was a viral video that went out yesterday of a, of a female in a minivan trying to pump her gas. And it was a two minute video of this lady not being able to pump her gas. Basically what she did was she pulled up and the gas pump was on the driver's side window but she kept on going to the passenger side and this dude is filming her and she's driving around. She parts, she gets out of her car, checks it. Can't the you know, the gas tanks on that side gets back in her car, uh, tries to go find another pump, right? Again, pa- parks on the passenger side and she does this for two minutes straight. And it is the most cringy. And that, that my worst is for that, for that lady that that dude caught it on camera and she went viral, not even getting the credit for it. But my worst is that lady not being able to pump her damn gas. Uh, hey, Drew, you know, because I, I sent you that video last night on Twitter. I don't know if that was the first time you saw it. Let's just say her going viral <clears throat> is not the worst thing in the world. I think there there are some benefits to her going viral. Yes. If you catch, yeah. Yes, watch, I agree. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the video. You'll understand. Although I'm not entirely sure her being likened to Bill O'Brien, still not entirely sure because he actually does pull off trades. She couldn't pump her gas. I don't know. That might, honestly, that may have been taken in Arkansas. But if it was, I'd love to know where. Pookie, we've been waiting for this. You were gone last week. 
Fill us in, best and worst of the weekend, from Florida. Okay, so for any of you that don't know, I finished and published my first travel film from Florida this uh, this weekend. I got back from there. We had a lot of fun, ate a lot of seafood, drank a lot of drank a lot of daiquiris, <laughs> and, <laughs> and some other shit too that I can't disclose. Uh, and I, it wasn't roofies. That's all I can say. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> Hold on. We didn't. If you're roofies. talking about daiquiris, then what could you not? Are you talking about drinks? Yeah. What's so bad about the other drinks? Daiquiri is an alcoholic drink? Well, no. I'm just saying that we didn't put roofies in the daiquiris. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> cool. Because I definitely thought y'all put roofies in the daiquiris. Clarify <laughs> that. Because I knew that that's what y'all were thinking. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> you just had to clear the air. And by the way, this video you did, it's posted on YouTube, right? It is. We yeah. can link it in the description. We will. Uh, and the worst part of the trip, though, was I was in the water shooting the waves, and some fucking little kid came by me and jumped right by me in the water, and it splashed on my camera and broke the display, the, the display screen. So now it's just like static electricity going through it, and you have to – it's bullshit. I'm going to have to get my camera fixed. Uh, that that child was later asphyxiated. This is your chance to go on the record and say nothing happened to that child. All right, nothing good happened to the child. <laughs> Yay. Oh, man. Uh, I, you know, I Drew, I thought it was going to be after 10 episodes where you and I would be – facing the chance of being called in the court as a witness in a prosecution against Pookie. Exactly. Like, whoever took the under just made a lot of money. Well, my, <laughs> I, my, my best and worst are not nearly as felonious as uh, Pookie's. Best have to go with sportsman. Chelsea, huge two wins. Christian Pulisic scoring against Manchester City. Uh, so that's a best, another best Liverpool winning their first Premier League title in 30 years. My worst, Liverpool winning their first Premier League title in 30. Dude, that that team fucking – those – oh, my – you just don't hear the end of it with them. Uh, another worst. So, I was out running yesterday, and where I run, I run in the hills. Like, that's literally the only way you can run because there aren't – there isn't anything but hills in my neighborhood. Uh, so, one of the worst is I – there was – there was some sort of material. I don't, I don't know. It was on the sidewalk and I was in mile five of my run. So I was, you know, I was kind of tired. It was humid outside. I wasn't paying attention. I tripped, I tripped on the sidewalk. And although my knee did touch the ground, it was a pretty athletic recovery. In my opinion, I don't think I lost any seconds off my pace. When I went down, I slid along the pavement. It looked like one of those plays where the running back has his knees taken out, but he still stays up and can continue forward. You know, he, he was never down. Unfortunately, my knee is obvious proof that I was down, but I thought it was pretty athletic, but it wasn't a good look. Thankfully, no one was around. The worst of the worst, though, slightly before this, I was running past a couple houses, and remember, this is all in my neighborhood, and I ran past a fella in his driveway, shirtless, pretty big stomach, he's hairy guy, long-ass shorts below his knees, but they're pulled you know, below his waist. They're covering half of his ass. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, that's great. 
<laughs> you're gonna walk outside and you got shorts covering half your ass. And I'll, so it can't get much worse than that, right? Well, he turns around and turns out he's got nothing in front, baby. He's got nothing in front. We're talking, hey, this is the perfect chance for us to be uh, sponsored by Manscaped because I got to get my man a business card. It, it's it, not a good look. Not a good look. And I cannot stand people being naked in my neighborhood. Outside. It's okay if you're inside. But if you're outside, that's unacceptable. Did it look like a bird's nest? Dude, if it, if a bird's nest was freaking – Yeah. Yeah, a big-ass bird's nest, like an eagle. And then you see egg in the middle? Barely. <laughs> Dude, it's like, what's going on? I know, I know we live in Arkansas, and you, you drive around the Ozarks and the backwoods and all, and you expect to see that, but – not, not in North Little Rock, not not in the city at least. I mean, out in Sherwood, Pulaski, North Pulaski area, sure. But come on, guys, let's get our stuff together and wear pants for once. I'm like the video that Pookie you and I did a long time ago, where you weren't wearing pants to the interview. <laughs> we might have to release uh, two on our only uh, fans page at some point. But uh, it's time. Let's get to the news. Uh, we, we touched on it briefly, but there's so much to unpack. Cam Newton, fellas, is a New England Patriot. If I told you before the season, Lamar Jackson was going to be MVP, Andrew Luck would retire, Tom Brady would be a Buccaneer, Gronkowski would be a Buccaneer, Cam Newton would be a New England Patriot. I mean, that's like – some of those scenarios you couldn't have even dreamt of, but they've all come true. I, I mean, Drew, when you, when you told me the other night that it happened, I was shocked and I'm still taking a minute to adjust and understand that Cam Newton is a new England Patriot. Hey, it's for the better. It's for the better. You know, if he plays anything like he did in 2015, Hey baby, Hey baby, get ready for number seven. I do have, these are just some general questions, though, that I'm, I can't wait for the season to get these answered. First of all, I want to know, like, how much this had to do with the penalties uh, coming from the Spygate 2, whatever you want to call it, with the Bengals. Or maybe that's Spygate 3. I think that's Spygate 3. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, does that have anything to do with that, with the third-round draft pick we lost? How does this impact the offense going forward? You know, we drafted two tight ends this year. It, you know, with Lamar Jackson, they play a lot of two, three tight end sets with a running quarterback. And I wonder if maybe the Patriots had their eye on Cam Newton this entire time thinking, let's go ahead and get these tight ends and we'll sign Cam Newton later. I don't see why you wouldn't go ahead and do it. I don't know. Maybe it had to do with leverage. I'm not sure. Uh, obviously, how does this affect their future plans with Stidham? Like, if Cam Newton plays well, do we keep him around or do we still go with Stidham? If Cam Newton's healthy, does he play over Stidham? I think that's probably a yes for more reasons than just his talent. And then how does this shake up the AFC playoff picture, man? Like, I think in Vegas, Drew, you told us before the show that the Patriots had hopped the Colts and the Steelers in terms of playoff odds. They're now third. And that's Super Bowl, I think. And then last but not least, for sure, 
are we now the best team in the AFC East again? So those are just some questions. I mean, lots of questions. And I don't know if anyone has the answers, but it this fascinating NFL season just out of nowhere, another storyline takes another left turn, and here we are, fellas. Poogie's acting like it's the end of the world for his Steelers. It is. It's it's not good <laughs> because when you sign a guy like Cam Newton, he's going to make an impact one way or the other. And <clears throat> I think that the Steelers have had Cam's number in the past, but that might be just because he was playing under Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded head coach, and not Bill Belichick. And his, I know Bill Belichick originally was a defensive guy, but his teams as, as of lately, except for last year, were all offensive. Uh, based football team. So it's like, if you add Cam Newton into the mix, I don't know what Bill is going to be able to do with him. Like, is he going to break him out of his shell and turn him into something that we've never seen before? Or is it going to be the Cam Newton of last year that kind of underwhelmed while he was unhealthy? For for me, I I mean, it's, it's more of a Josh McDaniels question than anything. I like, I think, Bill, Bill is mainly defense. Uh, he has say in offense, but I think it's really a test to see um, what they do with, uh, with what Josh McDaniels does uh, as an OC with Cam. I think um, he's a great OC. Um, having Newton's going to, you know, we'll see a whole new side of his offense um, because you have a quarterback who's able to move out of the pocket. Um, he, you know, he's not as polished as Tom Brady is, of course, uh, but he is healthy. I'm pretty sure he um, got surgery this this off season uh, or through the season, so he should be healthy. Um, you have a motivated guy coming in who was um, kind of thrown out the door in Carolina after Ron Rivera left. So, um, in my opinion, um, I think it's a great signing for both the Patriots and the uh, and Cam Newton. Uh, I think as a whole, the uh, the offense is going to look a lot different. Um, it's going to look different for sure because you have a, a whole new quarterback with a whole new skill set. Um, and so I think to answer your offensive question there, Sandy, it's it's not going to be the same. Well, the thing with the Pats is, and this is number one, this is why Belichick is regarded as one of the greatest coaches of all time, is the Patriots can be whatever they need to be on any given week to win a game. And we've normally said that applies defensively, but it also can go offensively. So, you know, we're always criticized for being dink and dunk, but it worked for us. So the thing with the Patriots is in the last two years, at least you've seen a trend. We want to run the ball. We love to uh, get the ball in the ground and we're going to pound it. And we've emphasized the running game. So we're getting the offensive line back next year. We're, we're fully healthy on the offensive line. And the difference now is we can do, more we now have an additional threat in the backfield and to me that changes everything the the possibilities with the Patriots going forward now with Cam Newton if he's healthy I'll I'll tell you this Drew he had surgery but there are areas where we're we're not perfect on surgery Uh, the shoulder is one of them he did have shoulder problems uh, in in Carolina 2018 I guess it was 2018 and I, I, I guess that's healthy what he had the list Frank uh, injury surgery slash surgery last year that put him out. So he should be, but we don't know. S- surgery is not an exact science in, in some cases. And so 
I, I still have questions about his shoulder. I want to know if that's healthy. But if he is, that I mean, it's it's a massive game changer, guys. Like you're t- There was a time. Listen, I'll say this: as a guy, as an SEC guy, if you were not an Auburn fan in 2011, you hated Cam Newton because that guy would single-handedly win games. He single-handedly beat Arkansas. 65-43, if I remember. Yeah, I think that was the score. We win that game if it's not for him. He – and, you know, he was outgoing. He was gloating about it. Hey, that's fine if you're better than us, and he was. But it freaking pissed us off. And so my opinion of Cam Newton's always been out of spite because of what he did to Arkansas. But now that he's a Patriot, it's totally different, baby. And in 2015, I sat back still with contempt and spite because of what he did to Arkansas and think, dude, this guy's unstoppable. He can throw. He can run. He's running over linebackers in the NFL, for God's sake. Like, what can he do? I don't know if he'll ever return to that form, but there's a lot of exciting prospects going forward for the Patriots to just have an extra person in the backfield now who's a threat. Look at what it does for the Ravens. It does everything in the world, in my opinion. It's the Patriots thing to do, too, to go from one MVP to another MVP. You know, the first time ever in NFL history that happens where you lose an MVP in an offseason in Tom Brady and you go and sign Cam Newton um, as as an ex-MVP in the NFL. And real quick, Pookie, before you get in, I just want to say he's he's not Cam Newton on the ground. He's not as big. He's not as fast. But Jared Stidham is somewhat mobile. He played in that Auburn offense under Gus Malzahn. Like, he, he doesn't have Cam Newton wheels, but he's not Tom Brady back there. On the spectrum, he's closer to Cam Newton than he is to Tom Brady. So when it comes to molding that offense, it's not like we just have to mold it for Newton for certain packages. Stidham can still run those plays with Newton. It just won't be – he can't do like a quarterback power up the middle of the way Newton can because Newton can either bulldoze for five tough yards, two tough yards for first down, or he could take it to the house. Stidham can't do, but on, Stidham's a threat on a read option. That's all I'm trying to say. But Pookie, you were saying. Um, what really impresses me about the Patriots is that year in and year out, whenever, just whenever you think you can count them out, they, they make a move or they change momentum and then they're suddenly all back in the content, in the contention again. It's like – it's ridiculous because I just remember like a few years ago they got blown out by the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, 42-14. to 14, And everyone was like, this is the end of the Patriots dynasty. And then after that game, they rip off three Super Bowls and go to four. So it's like <clears throat> how how can you – make this team go away and I'm really I'm asking for a friend and a Mike Tomlin uh he really wants to know he he thinks that man how how do they come back every year it's it's just ridiculous to me the thing is if of anybody I know Pookie has the right to be the most salty because uh Jesse James (laughs) That, that that that's tough, Pookie. That's a touchdown in my book, in the AFC Championship. It was, it was definitely a fucking touchdown. You're goddamn right, it was. Can't so kill. we we released a poll question the other day of who who do we think has more more wins in the 2020 uh, NFL season? Uh, I'd like to know you got your guys' answer to that either the the Brady's Bucks or the Newton's uh, Patriots. 
to me, Patriots. it has to do with schedules. I mean, so the Patriots have, what, the toughest schedule in the league? But the you have eight games. Two of them are against, against Buffalo. So those are, those are now toss-ups. And if Newton wasn't on the roster, you'd probably say you'd favor Buffalo in both of those matchups. But we don't entirely sure. I mean, I, feel, I still feel pretty good about the Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, but for the Buccaneers, listen, that they've got – they're stacked on offense. The defense is pretty solid. But you got the Saints and the – and I think the Falcons, like I said, are better than what people think they will be. The Panthers, I have no idea. I think the Panthers will be better than what people are saying they are. People think they're going to suck. Makes me think I'm – I guess I'm going crazy. I don't know. It's for that reason I, I lean towards the Patriots. Um, it, it's it's a toss-up. Pookie, you said the Patriots too, didn't you? I said the Patriots just because of the Cam Newton factor. Um, I, I won't count out Brady's bucks. I just think that Bill Belichick is going to squeeze out more wins out of his team than Bruce Arians, and that's nothing against Bruce Arians. I think he's a great coach and that he's over he's made a lot of teams overperform before. So it's not like he can't take them all the way. It's just that when you give, you give Belichick his quarterback, you give him that defense, he's going to make something happen. You know, whenever he didn't have the quarterback in the equation, we were like, okay, that might – he may not be able to make it work. But then you throw in Cam, it changes the whole equation. It changes the whole outlook of the AFC. And the Bucks, you know, they – Brady changes that for them, but I don't think he's as much of a game-breaker as he used to be, given all he had to throw to last year with slot receivers. But – um. I, I still think that he could probably – they could be very closely in contention with each other going through the season. And that concludes another episode of Splitting Uprights. Hey, Sandy, do you like sports? I do, Drew. Do you like bold takes? Of course. Do you like kicking it back with the boys? Who the hell doesn't? Then you should follow Splitting Uprights on YouTube, Twitter, and Apple Podcasts, and we will never leave you unsatisfied. Drew, it sounds like a bunch of locker room talk in sports. What about our female audience? Oh, don't worry. We'll take care of them, and we'll always fill their holes.